Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the following on podcast in partnership with the ECB. I'm John Norman and I'll be joined by former England internationals Gareth Batty and Matt Pryor to look back at day three of the first test between West Indies and England in Antigua. To the surprise of many, well, the West Indies are still batting, closing the day on 373 for nine. The day, though, began well for England. Ben Stokes striking early. Stokes goes in and there's an X, Holder's out! England have got the breakthrough and they've got the breakthrough with the old ball as well. They've got Holder out for 45. Holder going on the stroke of a half century. At that point, the Windies were still trailing by 105 runs, but Nkrumah Bonner stepped up when his team needed him with his second Test Match 100. On the wicket to the right-handed, Bonner. Bonner gets down on one knee, sweeps it fine, and it runs all the way down to the boundary at a very fine leg. And that has been a most brilliant century. West Indies continue to frustrate England, moving past their first innings total, but they did have a, a fair share of scares along the way. Here is uh, Ben Stokes once again. And... Oh, that's surely LBW. Up goes the finger. Gareth Batty, we can't get another one wrong. That has to absolutely be out. <laughs> that is... Oh, he's hitting! <laughs> oh! uh, plenty to come over the uh, next 20 minutes. You're listening to Following On on TalkSport 2. So, Gareth Batty, Matt Pryor alongside me, and uh, they look like they've commentated on a day which um, boasted... Um, a hundred, uh, well, let's have a look. 90.1 overs. Blimey, there was more. Well, there we go. We got more bang for our buck. I can't remember the last time I had more than 90 overs to comment, commentate on. We're going to have to make this an extra long show because we're going to discuss all 171 runs, the five wickets that fell, 
uh, at a uh, a run rate of 1.9. I mean, you know, Matt, you were there at the MCG in 2010, but I imagine this may actually beat that in the memory stakes, eh? <laughs> Without a shadow of doubt. <laughs> what a day. What a day. Yeah. Um... I tell you what, you've been talking all day. <laughs> Let me ask you a proper question because we can talk about the slow overrate. We can talk about that dire pitch. And I tell you what, you know, this, uh, this ground, North Sound, I mean, if, uh, if you could pick a pitch or build a pitch that was more apposite of what or who it's named after, I mean, this is the Savivian Richards Stadium. It's hosted three tests against England. One was over inside an hour. This one would go on for 10 days if, uh, if, if it was allowed to. Um, the last one was okay, but that was over inside three days. But essentially, let's, let's talk about the positive because the positive for me uh, has come from uh, Nkrumah Bonner. You know, before this test series, there was only two players who averaged over 40 across both sides. One of them was Joe Root and, uh, and the other one was Bonner. And he, he's approaching 50 now. And, and that's a decent sample size. He's only been playing for a year, but... He's played uh, a decent handful of tests. He's played a myriad of opposition. And what really impressed me was essentially, you know, we've seen uh, players from all walks of life and all countries, when the going gets tough, essentially throw it away. And at no point today did he look like he was ever going to change his game plan. The game plan was set. All of the batsmen or the batters bought into it. There were partnerships with all the tail, apart from Alzari Joseph. And even in the final over, after he, he, he went, suddenly Pamal was taking the strike. Because they, they absolute over-my-dead-body attitude by the West Indies all day today. Yeah, and it's not often an attitude. You, you, know, you see the West Indian batsmen, certainly tail-end batsmen, use or adopt uh, often. You sort of think, OK, well, let's get through the, the front-line batters and the rest will come and have a bit of a do and... You know, might might clip a few, might hit a few cleanly, but they're going to give you a chance sooner or later. And I just think the way that Bonner played and then the way he managed the bowlers when they came in, Pamal's a really good example, just set their stall out. And they just thought, it's almost like we are going to out-patience England. And I, I didn't think they would do that. I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't think they had the mental, you know, ability, resilience to do that. I thought if England came and bowled and went at two and over... For the day, they'd bowl West Indies out comfortably. Because you just think they're going to do something. They're going to come out of their bubble. Bonner's going to reach for one outside off stump and nick it. Or do something. Play across the line, trying to work it into mid-wicket. But they didn't. They just played the line of the ball. Played up and down the pit. On a wicket like this, it's exactly what you need to do. Hit mid-on, hit mid-off. Play straight for a long time. And they did that literally all day. And it didn't even matter when... I mean, a couple of sessions there where they went at one run and over for the session. But they were all right. They were comfortable with that. And that is a skill in itself. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the innings, or the partnerships rather, you put on, you know, Jason Holder was out very early in the day and West Indies are still 100 behind at that stage. But uh, Bonner put on 73 with De Silva. He put on 44 with Roach. And, uh, and then he put on another 45 with um, Pamal. You know, and that's that's the difference between a a decent, you know, negative on first innings and actually being 62 ahead. And on a pitch like that as well, I'm not suggesting that they've they're going to win the game, but they've almost taken a defeat out of it because there isn't going to be enough time. I tell you what, let's uh, let's hear what the England uh, interim coach Paul Collingwood has to say. Um, we're the fact that the boys have had a, a really good 
day in the field. You know, to have um, to take five wickets for 170 runs in a, in a test day that's um, you know backed up yesterday. They were in the field most of the days. Um, I thought the attitude was absolutely fantastic, and um, certainly the game isn't um, out of our reach. Um, but I would say West Indies are slightly ahead today. But we we worked tirelessly today on a pretty placid and docile pitch. Um, you know, at the start of the match, we I think everyone thought that this pitch might uh, break up, um, and it doesn't seem to be uh, <laughs> breaking up at all. It seems to be getting slower and lower and um, and better for batting on. So it's uh, so it's been a difficult day to take wickets, but I thought we stuck to our task uh, fantastically well. Yeah, I think you assessed the, the pitch quite nicely. They're quite placid, quite nothing in it for the bowlers. In hindsight, is there anything that you guys could have done differently, or are you quite satisfied with the effort? Well, I'm satisfied with the effort. I thought the attitude, as I said, was um, was superb. I think the fielding performance, uh, the ground fielding performance, was um, as good as I've seen in a test shirt. I thought um, the way the boys stuck to the tasks, as I said, they were in the field for most of the day yesterday. So to back that up again today was was superb. I mean, if we're going to be playing on pitches like this, then the only thing that you may have to look at is is the toss and, and use the moisture in the pitch on the first day. Um, but there are still two days to go and anything can happen if this pitch uh, starts breaking up then things can happen quickly as we see in subcontinent conditions so um, you know I'll be, I'll be better suited to um, answer those kind of questions after day five. Yeah Mark Wood didn't take the field after lunch an update on him? Yeah he's got a sore elbow um, so it's a, it's a concern um, and we'll just have to assess it overnight and, and see how he is and um, see if we've been able to take a part in the second innings. And a word on the opposition batsman and Kruma Bonner, he really applied himself and showed what test match batting is all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult to, um, to cause problems with, with batsmen who, are, who want to apply themselves like that. Um, you know, he, he stuck to his strengths. Um, he capitalised on the short balls. He, he, he scored well off the back foot. And he made it very difficult for our bowlers to, to get him out. Um, you know, when there's no turn and there's not a lot of pace in the pitch, um, you've got to find ways to build pressure. I thought we did that over periods of time, but he, he applied himself and um, he got through, through those pressure periods. So, uh, you know, it was a top uh, test match end. Tough indeed. Thanks for your time, Paul. No problem. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. 
The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. So that's Paul Collingwood, the England interim head coach. Mark Woods, Gareth Batty, big loss today, obviously, but more worryingly is that elbow a concern for the second innings and therefore a concern for the series, you'd think? Yeah, I think uh, the fact he didn't come out, possibly when England were kind of going, well, we can actually roll the dice at this period and just say, look, get a spell out of you um, to see if we can break the door down. Uh, to take the wicket, to take the extra wickets because he is that X factor. The fact he didn't come out um, possibly says there might be something a bit more untoward, untoward there. Um, not just for this game, but for the series. I think his his extra pace, uh, if the pitches are anything like this at all, plus what he has already done in the Caribbean, which we've seen, he's, he's had some pretty hostile spells. Um, as much as anything, the psychological effect from a West Indian side that he's not potentially going to be playing second and third could be an advantage for them um, but um, it's what firepower we have uh, around the group that could come in and potentially prize open what today was a just an absolute stoic performance um, from Bonnet himself and the guys that supported him around it let's not forget these guys that have supported him but uh, it needs to be around that sort of linchpin and Bonner was quite magnificent today uh, Paul was asked uh, whether he would have liked to have seen anything different done out there. He was never going to say yes. Would you, I mean, without being critical, because I think that England did front up today, is, is there anything that you would have liked to have seen um, that, that maybe Joe Root didn't, uh, didn't do today? Oh, look, there's always something, isn't there? Um, and the easiest thing is sat here watching. Um, the one thing I would confirm, I think England did put in a huge shift. They were brilliant with effort. They certainly had plans of how they were going about things throughout the day. They could have possibly uh, shortened some of the seamers' spells and maybe mixed it up with Root or Lawrence, not because Lawrence got a wicket at the end of the day. That's not the reason why. Just to break up the pattern of play, break up what was being sent down, and to give a little bit more breathing space to the big fellas um, so it wasn't like on a constant conveyor belt that you know that, oh, my big mate's both four overs there. I'm, I'm only four or five overs away myself of going again and it just being that just break up the rhythm of the day um, I'm not suggesting you could have had outlandish fields we maybe could have brought the field in a little bit more and really pressured uh, the West Indian boys uh, as to whether they were going to play some bigger shots at Leach Leach has bowled pleasantly absolutely no dramas there but would you be better off maybe going for a hundred today and then being bowled out um, and allowing a few shots to maybe prize out a wicket as I say, it's really easy to say, stood up here. Um, but um, I would actually agree with Paul. I, I, put, I think they put a shift in without the X factor of, uh, of Wood not being out there. I think it was pretty difficult for them. And lastly, 
we were uh, critical yesterday of England's bowlers. How did you think, Matt, that Craig Overton and uh, Chris Wokes went today? I think they came back brilliantly, to be honest with you. Um, from, from where they, they were, uh, you know, this time yesterday, I imagine they would have been in a pretty dark place. So you have to, you know, there's only one way. You know that the, the next day's coming thick and fast and you've got to dust yourself down, have the, conversa- have the honest conversation as well. And when you haven't got it right, look, we're all human. You're allowed a bad day, absolutely. But how you come back from that. Wokes handed the ball straight away, which I was a bit surprised with. I thought Wood might be, be, be steaming in early on. But... I think Root, Root played a, a good card there, getting Wokes in early. Just Here we go, mate. You're our leader. You're leading the attack. You've had one bad day. You're still our leader. We're not suddenly deserting the plan. So mentally and the psychology of that, and then he happened to bowl three tight overs, and suddenly he was like, right, okay, I'm back into it. There you go. Three overs for three runs or whatever it was. And I, I thought that was actually quite quite a bit of canny work from, from Joe Root, if that if that was the plan. Um, and, and look, the, the bowlers... Sometimes on a wicket like that, as Paul Collingwood said, if you've got a batter who's just going to, you know, bat down the hatches and and play straight and not really do much, it's very very difficult uh, for the seamers because there is is literally nothing there. They tried to hit the middle of the deck, you know, it's a hard thing to do on a very slow wicket. They try to go full and straight. They try to get the ball reversing. Uh, you know, no criticism whatsoever for me with regards to the effort. Um, you know. Overton was down on pace. Well, he wasn't down on pace. It's the pace he bowls. That's that's been a topic of conversation, um, and and potentially something that he needs to look at if you're going to, you know, play consistently on on surface like surfaces like this, which we all agree isn't good for cricket. I don't think it's good for batting. Either. You know, it's it's not as if it's no good for bowling and brilliant for batting. It's shocking for batting. You can't hit it off the square because it's so slow. So, look, this surface is is no good for cricket. The only the last final thing I'd add. The only thing. I would have liked to have seen his leech bowled, you know, a huge number of overs and he bowled a huge number of overs doing exactly the same thing round the wicket into leg stump, trying to turn it, turn it past the right hander. It wasn't spinning that much. So it was actually quite easy to play the stumps. I would have liked him to bring a man over to the offside and throw it out on, uh, throw it outside off stump. Now the, the batter may have left it fine. Okay. But the angle just the change of the angle. It's not the surface I'm going to change, but the change of angle makes a batsman reach. Bonner doesn't get a big stride in. So suddenly you're getting him reaching outside the off stump, playing with his hands. It brings his slip in, brings his silly point in. It just changes something. Now, I, the reason why I feel, uh, I actually, you know, I feel bad almost saying that is because Leach has such a bad time in Australia. And he, he will feel under pressure. So I kind of don't blame him bowling 40 overs of just getting in, doing what he's comfortable doing and getting out of the day, you know, going at two and over, picked up a wicket. So I, I understand why. Again, another thing, a, a psychological thing more than anything to, to get him feeling good about his game and can he succeed at, at Test Cricket. But I guarantee you, Jack Leach, with confidence, having played a few more games under his belt, I think he would have tried a few different things. It's interesting. Dan Lawrence bowled one over and he got the wicket of... Um Bonner down the leg side but actually he nearly got the batsman on the cut with one that went past the outside edge in a in a manner that actually you just described um bats we're not going to see you for the rest of the test match but you'll be back for the tail end of the second test match uh matt you're in luck this is definitely going to saturday so uh, you'll be back tomorrow and Saturday. So will the TalkSport 2 team. Uh, Alex Tudor will be joining us in place of uh, his former Surrey colleague, uh, Gareth Batty, myself, uh, Andrew McKenna, 
um, Jared Kimber, Neil Manthorpe, as well as Steve Harmison, uh, Samuel Badri and Mark Butcher. The action gets underway on TalkSport 2 at half past one. First ball is at two o'clock. And the West Indies were batting this morning and they will be batting tomorrow morning as well. They lead England by 62 runs after a quite brilliant knock by Nkrumah Bonner of 123. Last man out as the West Indies, who started the day 202 for four, ended it 373 for nine. Stokes goes in, and there's an X. Holders out. England have got the breakthrough. Well, every time Joe Root needs something to happen, he throws the ball to the mat, the very man he can trust. Ben Stokes, how many times has he done this for England? And it's another little in-ducking shape from Overton towards Bonner on this occasion, which will bring him 50. Yeah, he's played very well there as Bonner. Here is uh, Overton has got to be out. out. That's full and straight. Yes, Up sir. goes the finger. You will not see a plumber LBW than that one. Josh De Silva is trying to persuade Nkrumar Bonner to let him go for the review. Why, Josh? Why? As he's reviewing this, he knows he's done wrong here reviewing this. This is absolutely smacking all three stumps out of the ground. If that's not hitting some part of middle stump, Jared, I'm going to buy you a burger. You, well, I mean, A, you know I'm going to take you to the most ridiculously expensive burger place. No, it's place going down. <laughs> Do you, you want cheese burgers. with that burger? Well, it's going to be about three patties, isn't it? <laughs> you guys are a bit keen on that one. Not only is it not umpire's call, that is missing by half an inch. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Trail by 32. On that occasion, there's an appeal, though, because De Silva's gone across his stumps. He's played it to legside, missed. He's been taken on the body. It's given out LBW. He has reviewed it immediately. Pitch it in lane, impact in lane, wickets hitting. And the West Indies are indeed 279 for six, still trailing by 32. Well, he's gone on the pull, Alzari Joseph. This one has lobbed down, and that is an easy catch for the aforementioned Pope at fine leg. And England have their seventh wicket, the West Indies 282 for seven. Yeah, really ill-advised shot from Alzari Joseph. Now the wicket to the right-handed, Bonner. Bonner gets down on one knee, sweeps it fine, and it runs all the way down to the boundary at a very fine leg. And that has been a most brilliant century for the West Indies number four, 33 years of age. Absolutely brilliant from Nkuma Bonner. Slight hesitation there, chance for a run out. I think I think he's got him. I think Kemar Roach might be short here. Roach is going to be collected. Wicket is broken. 12 yes, inches short. And boy, England needed that. Going on the pull on this occasion to Oaks. There was a couple of cries to catch it, but it's out to the mid-wicket region. There is no one there, and that is Nkrumah Bonner's highest score in Test match cricket. Uh, I'm just trying to bring up Bonner's first-class record, actually. So he's played 80 first-class games and averaged 29. Is that the best you've got? <laughs> You're on your own, then. You and Manus have some fun. Here is... Uh, uh, ben Stokes once again. And oh, that's surely LBW. Up goes the finger. Gareth Batty, we can't get another one wrong. That has to absolutely <laughs> be out. Oh, oh Matt Pryor's winding us up. He's saying he got inside edge. Is out. <laughs> that is... Oh, he's <laughs> oh! Well, can you believe it? No. A leg glance from Krumar Bonner. Dan Lawrence reckons it's out. Nobody else does. What? And he's gone for the review. Yes. This is more spike. Can you rock and roll out for me? What do you think, Harvey? that good enough forward. for you? No, forward, forward no not for me. Oh, he's good out. Yeah. Where's Dan Lawrence been for the last <laughs> 70 overs? <laughs> and the England players are absolutely 
delighted and bewildered in equal measure. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.